The following is a recording of the Reverend Charlie Dupree at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia on December 15th, 2019. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, see, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. I remember the first time I ever went to prison. (laughs) I was terrified. My first church had a ministry to prisoners in a high security prison in eastern North Carolina. Each month, we would invite those who had celebrated birthdays in any particular month to join our ministry team for cake and ice cream. I remember entering with my cheerfully covered cupcakes, budding with newly ordained enthusiasm. (laughs) Upon arrival, we greeted the attendants with bright hellos. And then it got real. A series of buzzing and knocking and metal detector after metal detector. The clanking of doors, open, shut, iron, metal, bars, thick glass, security checks. It was a colorless landscape of order and routine and discipline. And by the time that final door sealed behind me, I had my doubts. Inside was a different world, and I began to think to myself, was this really a good idea? In our gospel lesson today, John the baptizer is in prison. And I don't know what the conditions might have been for prisons in the ancient Near East, but my hunch is that they were probably a lot worse than the ones that I experienced. And in this prison, John the Baptist is under 
Roman rule. And he begins to doubt. He begins to doubt. He begins to wonder about this Jesus that he has been preparing the way for his whole life. He begins to wonder if this is the Messiah, the one that he has been waiting for. And perhaps John is thinking, was all of this, was all of this really a good idea? So John sends his friends to do a little work on his behalf. He sends his disciples, John's own disciples, out to ask Jesus if if he is the one who is to come. It's turning out that the Messiah that John expects is not the Messiah that John is getting. John expected a Messiah with military savvy. He expected a Messiah who would know how to use a sword. He expected a Messiah that would know how to plot strategies and baptize with fire. In other words, John probably expected someone very much like himself, someone who would shout truths and use strong words. But maybe you've noticed that sometimes what we want and what we need are totally different things. And maybe John is just beginning to realize that Jesus, as one scholar says, comes not to give us what we want. Jesus comes to give us what we need. And this is why John gets so flummoxed. John had built up a specific kind of Jesus in his head. But look at what Jesus actually is. A man who heals blind people. A man who tells stories and riddles. A man who cries at the death of one of his friends. A man who worries about a person with demons and a woman with a jar of oil. Come on, Jesus. This isn't what we expected. But that's the thing about the Messiah. He didn't come to meet our expectations. He comes to meet our needs. And you know what that looks like, right? For those of you who are a part of a family, you know what it's like when your family wants something, but you know that they need something else. As parents, as leaders, and even as a church community, we are called to do not what is expected, but what is needed. And this is why John gets so flummoxed. And this is why doubt and fear enter into him. And this is why doubt and fear entered into me when I entered that prison so long ago. It's because that any time Jesus is at work in our lives, it causes us to dig deeper and to possibly move in different directions. And this kind of growth can cause fear. Our expectations are self-generated, and they are a way of maintaining the status quo. They're comfortable, aren't they? And moving beyond them is frightening and can make us feel vulnerable. But this is how we grow. I expected the prisoners in that prison to be mean 
and scary and dangerous. I remember being at a table with one inmate and thinking in my head, what kind of crime did he commit? Is he here wrongfully accused? What landed him here? It was scary. But then I looked over at one of my parishioners and her name was Ramona. And what was Ramona doing? This 80 plus year old legally blind woman, she was dancing with one of the prisoners. <laughs> All of her life, she taught ballroom dancing. And so that's what she brought to the table, y'all. She was an expression of what it looks like to get over your expectations of others and treat them like a human being that needs to be noticed and loved. Not only did God use this ministry and Ramona to bring this kind of community a small expression of love and kindness, but God used this experience to break through my fears and my expectations. And let's face it, we all bring expectations to the table, don't we? I think about our still forming new relationship our ministry together. I think about what that looks like in terms of expectations. Usually when I'm out and about with people in town or at parties, just the other night I was at a neighbor's party and usually it gets around to, so what do you do? <laughs> and I say, oh, I'm a priest at St. Paul's Episcopal Church. And they go, oh, that's what? <laughs> Something about that just doesn't square up. I don't know whether it's about St. Paul's or about me, but it's not what they expected. And literally at this party, they said, I was at a wedding the other day. Kedron and Justin. That wedding is not what I expected. But it was beautiful. And I have my own expectations of you and of people. I expect people to be basically kind, generous, flexible people and very detail-oriented. <laughs> These are just the values that I have. And I know that you have expectations of me. You expect me to do this or not do this or move that or not move that or change this or not change that. Some 300 expectations coming my way. And that's if you only have one. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to meet all of your expectations. And you probably won't meet all of mine. But what we can believe in together is that we are going to do what we can to make this church healthy and vibrant and a place that embodies who Christ is and what Christ is about. These are the expectations that keep us sometimes moving in the right direction. But sometimes we have to acknowledge that our expectations can be barriers, obstacles to realizing God's vision and the way that God is calling us to dance with each other in the world. 
Are you the one who is to come, Jesus? John asks from prison, are you the one or are we to wait for another one? The Greek implies that John is looking for something very different and that Jesus isn't meeting the bill. I imagine a frustrated and confused John storming around in his small prison cell. I need an answer. And finally, the guards arrive telling John that he has a visitor. And then those disciples say, hey, John, we asked Jesus that question. You wanted us to ask him. And John says, what did he say? And they say, calm down, Jesus. We're getting to it. Jesus told us to tell you to open your eyes and see what the people are experiencing. He said to tell you that the blind are receiving their sight, the lame are walking, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are having good news brought to them. This isn't what John expected, and this is exactly the point of Christ's coming into our world to live right where we live. And this is why you and I still go into prisons. And this is why you and I support homeless shelters and partner with schools and villages. And this is why we challenge political activity. We feed the hungry and we give children gifts. We try to give the world not what it expects, but what it needs. And John expected all of those things to change quite radically and quickly. But Jesus' example is slower, and it continues to be lived out daily over the course of centuries. John wasn't expecting the answer that he got, but this is the answer that Jesus gives him. It's about noticing the blessings that are all around you in any given moment. I'll never forget that visit to that prison. And I'll always remember Ramona with her trusting and joyful spirit, bringing God's light and joy in her own way. And the most beautiful part about it was that both in her face and in the face of her dancing partner was none other than the face of the unexpected Christ being born. How is God being born in you? How is Jesus breaking through your fears and expectations to reveal something beautiful? How is God inviting you to dance differently, to be in relationship with your neighbor and with all of creation? Tis the season of the unexpected. And in a few days, the unexpected God will be born in an unexpected way to bring us not what we expect, but to bring us what we need, forgiveness, reconciliation, and the hope of unity, harmony, and peace.